Let's see if we're going to have six more weeks of infidelity. Is that what you've been diagnosed with? Lack of groove. We're confident in our sexuality. We get so catty. <laughs> Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that is celebrated by the homing of the pigeons. Ooh, cool. <laughs> I wish I could do a better pigeon noise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Amy Schneider. I'm Kelly Anakin. That's right. We switched it up on I you. I know. It's crazy. Well, I didn't want you to feel left out from saying funny things. No, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. It hadn't occurred to me, but I, I enjoy it. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're both funny. That's right. Who says we're not? <laughs> Shut up. One star iTunes reviews. <laughs> I haven't looked at our iTunes reviews and I couldn't tell you how long. Yeah. I, I looked at him once in the first few months and then never again. Yeah. Good job, us. <laughs> yeah. We're confident in our sexuality. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> we're not. No, we're not. No. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a real the tumult has reached all aspects of our psyches. <laughs> that is certainly true. But much like the British monarchy, we thrive in periods of tumult. Or, you know, we get through, I don't know, we're not, can't be destroyed, something. <laughs> well, I, don't, I feel less confident than I did when we started out, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's Here I was saying. thinking, well, we'll just live our lives. I'm like, ooh, not so sure. <laughs> much like the British monarchy, we're very bad at segues. <laughs> You mean the things with the wheels and you, you lean? Yeah. And have you, you take a, you have take you, like a have tour you ever of seen Seattle? the queen on one of those? No, you haven't. <laughs> I prefer to keep my Segway ha- I prefer to keep my Segway habits private. <laughs> this could be the end of the monarchy. Dear God. <laughs> All right. So this is episode yeah, two. That's right. A company of men. A company of men. Which I was like, in the company of men? <laughs> right. Uh, but the, this is not a Neil Butte movie. No. This is uh, this is more like... Or is it? This is more like... <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. honestly. Yeah. This is pretty Labute-y. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as as this show goes. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. It's men treating women horribly. Mm-hmm. And the people making the thing not entirely condemning it enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that I wonder here. Because this should be a show about women. Yeah. That is what this show should be. Mm-hmm. It was more so in what we saw of season one. Right. Because you had Mary of Tech in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a much bigger role for the queen mum. Yeah. And, you know, Margaret is still popping up. But I mean, it's yeah, just like, yeah. I don't care about Philip Mountbatten. Yeah. I do not care about him. I know. I didn't care about him before. Yeah. I didn't care about him during. <laughs> I guarantee I'm not going to care about him after. I do not care for him on a boat. I do not care for him with a goat. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be a scandal. <laughs> this could destroy the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Things are looking bad for Prince Philip. <laughs> He's just this random dick that the queen likes. I know. There's not a story here. <laughs> she just likes to fuck him. Yeah. She's wanted to fuck him ever since she was a teenager. She figured out a way to fuck him and kept him around. Yeah. He, leaving was not an option. We already know this. Right. So anyway, that's a preview of the rest of the episode here. <laughs> we start with Philip standing in a canoe and there's a bunch of natives around and mm-hmm. somebody's writing a letter. It's Mike. Boo. Boo. He 
he's talking about their tour and Philip is getting on and off of boats. They're having small scale Olympics everywhere where like they go head to head against the natives Mm -hmm. and they're clearly losing in this what we're seeing but Mike is saying you know we've pipped everyone and we're like you lying yeah but then he's like in New Guinea they have like given us a run for our money yeah uh, except in cricket yeah a sport they have never played right or heard of yeah but we do get to see New Guinean uh punching out a British sailor which is pretty satisfying yeah there's also rowdy parties there's no such thing as infidelity Apparently. Yeah. And men are expected to indulge. Yeah. And some fat guy is reading a letter ranking different countries' women at the Thursday Club. Yes. So he's like the orator from Rome if that guy sucks. He really is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and it's like, they all think it's so cool and manly. And I'm like, yeah. you're the ponziest motherfucker in here. Yeah. And they are going crazy for this shit. I'm like, don't you guys have any nudie mags from France? <laughs> like, this is what you're getting off on? Yeah. <sighs> it is not cool. Credits. Yes. So then there's a giant crowd shouting and protesting the whole Suez thing, and Lord Mountbatten is driving around, and somebody's angry at him. And he's like, I tried to stop this. (laughs) Yeah. It's the first time I've been useful. (laughs) Also, hella more Greg Wise, please. Yeah. He's in the main credits, and I don't think he was last season. Yeah, I think you're right. So so. I think, you know, he's he's been promoted to series regular. Mm -hmm. I bet you pulled some strings, Emma Thompson. (laughs) I know you did, girl. (laughs) So he tells Liz and the Queen Mum that uh, Suez has been a disaster. They are facing a run on the sterling. They're going to have to start fuel rationing. They're going to have to call a ceasefire and just, like, surrender, basically. And he says that it's been the worst week for the country since 1939. So how's that legacy working out for you, Annie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, not great. But then some guy comes in and says that Philip is on the phone. So he goes, or Liz goes and picks up. I feel like their entire relationship is just Liz going, I hope he texts back. (laughs) Philip, text back. Yeah. Love, Elizabeth. Yeah. P.S. Your wife. (laughs) P.P.S. The queen. <laughs> PPPPS, mother of your children. Remember, we met at that party? <laughs> I was 13. You were a Nazi. <laughs> Funny, that's the same story that Roy Moore tells about his wife. <laughs> Yeah, so she she's like seems excited to talk to him, and, and he seems like excited to talk to her as well. Yeah, um, she's like, "Oh, hello, can you hear me?" And he's he's asking if she can hear him, and she can hear him fine, but he cannot hear her. And then the Verizon guy shows up, but it's also the Sprint guy, and they're like, "We're going with T-Mobile." This is confusing. Yeah, as a consumer, yeah, I don't know who to believe. Yeah, so their their communication is failing, and Liz is like, "I told you not to call me on the symbolic line." He says, sorry, dear. It's the only one that let me have on ship. <laughs> so Mountbatten and Mike walk around the ship. And Philip addresses the crew and he says their reputation as Britons is being ruined by politicians. Which is accurate. Yeah. yeah. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense. Yeah. So, sort of surprising for the royal consort yeah. to be saying, but whatever. Anyway, he jokes about their football team and he says that the Navy has occupied a special place in his life. And he's sorry to be leaving to go behave himself in Melbourne and open the dim Olympics. <laughs> yes. Uh, everybody seems quite pleased. So on that plane to Melbourne, Philip says that the Swiss crisis is very depressing, which, fair enough. Mike says he's tried to keep his schedule down, but it is hectic. There's going to a uranium mine. That and sounds dangerous. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, 
like yeah let's definitely get the royal jewel <laughs> near some uranium yeah gee that doesn't explain like their next two kids at all <laughs> um yeah and garden parties and agricultural shows and whatever so mike wrote him a little stock speech that he can memorize and say at all the different events which like they're gonna notice right like Aren't there journalists who like go to all the things or yeah. even if they don't, like people are gonna be like, oh, like we heard that. Spe- like, come I, on. you know, whatever. So we hear him reading that speech over a montage of like Australia stuff, which also includes him smiling at a lady journalist, like quite like blatantly in a yeah. crowded room. Like, hey, which is uh, all right. Whatever. No, no, I was using that technique where everyone thinks they're looking at it. <laughs> so Mike says that the journalist is named Helen King and asked to meet him. And Philip is very interested in an interview with her. Wink. And like, I was fully expecting him to bang her. Yeah. I don't know why. Because yeah. then I was like, oh, right. Lady journalists don't put up with this crap. Right. So I believe the actress playing this role played Simone in Top of the Lake. Mm. And I think that's the mom of the boy that dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a boy dies in Top of the Lake. It yeah. came out four years ago. Also a variety of other people. A bunch of people die in Top of the Lake. <laughs> yeah. Few of them at the top of the lake. <laughs> Surprisingly. He also he, yeah, he says something about his gentleman's radar, tells him that yeah. she's into him. And I'm like, is that? Gen- is that a thing? Right. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No, we call it gaydar. <laughs> oh. Liz is watching Philip open the Olympics on television, and the Queen Mum is there as well, and she says that Philip looks happy for once, and Liz is sad. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Well, and the Queen Mum's like, oh, thanks to my brilliant idea. Yeah. Guess what, Liz? I got two words for you. Dump him. <laughs> she won't. Yeah. Eileen. Eileen's back. That's right. Come on, Eileen. Come on. She wants a divorce. She's talking to this lawyer, and he wants to know on what grounds. Mm-hmm. And she says uh, he's never around. He's like, absence isn't grounds for a divorce. I'm like, should it be? Yeah, I it, feel like it should be. I agree. I really think that it should. It should be. definitely be. I feel that we should just be granted a divorce, right? For not living together anymore. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, I'm like no, we're done. Yeah, we're done. What about you guys? Yeah, well, I don't know why the state of California can't just get with it. Right? Why can't we just write them a letter saying, "Dear California, we are not married." sincerely two people that aren't like do you need us to text it to you three times (laughs) we'll do it yeah that's easy yeah we love texting yeah (laughs) anyway yeah enough about us yeah and she says neglect he's like nope it's gonna have to be adultery unreasonable behavior is that abuse like physical abuse i guess because i'm like i think being gone forever right is pretty unreasonable yeah and then there's a third thing insanity so sorry no that's that's fine it's so not said anymore as like an official reason (laughs) right he says that she's gonna have to get hard evidence and she's like well his job's gonna make it hard because he's the private secretary to the duke of edinburgh Mm -hmm. and the lawyer then is like well you should probably just stick around yeah and work it all out you know divorce can be very isolating for a woman yeah the grass is rarely greener i'm like you don't know anything about grass sir (laughs) yeah get out of here yeah so she says she'll come back with the evidence yeah, when she, she has it. just blows that off. She's like, I'll come back with yeah. evidence. And so then he picks up the phone and narks her out to someone, yeah. obviously. Yeah. What is it? Uh, client confidentiality? 
something privileged. Right. Yeah. You know that thing. Yeah, attorney-client privilege. Yeah, that thing. Uh, you know, well, it has does, it not kicked in. You know, like it doesn't exist if you're trying to divorce a powerful man. That's oh. uh, clear in the statutes. Oh wow! That... Well, it's a good thing you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we see A and E talking to his doctor, and apparently he uh, is taking all the phenobarbital, but is no longer getting any like results from it. And the doctor says that they have reached the limits of what can be done pharmacologically. So magic. <laughs> Get that Harry Potter in here. <laughs> no, never mind. Get that muggle friend of his. <laughs> She's the ticket. <laughs> so he is meeting with Liz to basically be like he is going to be stepping down for a while as prime minister. And she's like, um, okay, but, you know, there's sort of this big crisis going on that you sort of caused. Maybe you could stick around a little longer. And he's like, no, the doctor said, like, I'm literally about to explode. And to his credit, he clearly does not want to be doing this right now. Yeah. He, for all of his flaws, which are many, (laughs) you know, he is a man of integrity and wants to see this thing through that he set in motion. Yeah. And so he says that uh, it'll be fine. Mr. Butler will be in charge of his absence. Mr. Mr. Butler, Tron. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Head will deal with the army. Are these fake names? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, Mr. Chair will be in charge of taxes. Madam Draperies. <laughs> Mr. Nutting. Mr. Uh, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. McMillan will manage the economy. We've met him. And so Liz says, well, she assumes that, you know, she'll still be able to get in touch with him if necessary. You know, he's not... He tells that- everybody, winter's just around the corner. Yeah. And he's like, uh. Yeah. He's like, you're just going to Durham, right? And he's like, uh, no, actually, Jamaica. She's like, your family's house is in Jamaica. <laughs> and he's like, Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, oh. He was Uncle Jesse before the Beach Boys even existed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, but yes, he says that's his doctor's recommendation. And she's like, he specifically recommended Jamaica. Are you Stella? <laughs> Do you need to get your groove back? <laughs> Is that what you were diagnosed with? Lack of groove. <laughs> <laughs> Cusco! <laughs> yeah, the doctor recommended tropical sunshine and, you know, relaxation or whatever. And Liz wonders what that doctor would prescribe for the rest of them. I mean, like, I get her point, but yeah. also he's clearly going to be dead soon. Please. I mean, I never like it when somebody fails to, like, follow through, so. Right, right. A woman's walking in a crowded street. I thought it was that journalist initially, yeah, I, but yeah, then I was like, but... what are all these white people doing here? Yeah. Wait, where was... are we? Yeah. Australia? Yeah. What? It is a crowded lower class street. So Eileen is there and stops her, and she's a waitress at the Thursday Club and wants to know what goes on in there. And she says who her husband is and mm-hmm. says that she hopes if the waitress is ever married, she would wish her an easy, you know, she's trying to appeal to her like sympathies as a woman. This yeah. It's like, well, they pay me a right good sum to look the other way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's like, come on, Arlene. <laughs> <laughs> the waitress says she doesn't know anything, but Eileen gives her her card and she's like, if there's anything you can do to help me, just give me a call. Mm hmm. So, yeah, and then we see her inside looking at the card and then bending over to clear a table and getting her butt smacked. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty crucial. Yeah, it is. The butt smacking. It is. Mm -hmm. And uh, the general laughter uh, Mm -hmm. attending. Yes. But see, okay, here's the thing. I don't like this depiction of it then. Okay. This obviously was shot and edited before the whole Me Too thing. True. Now, 
I'm not saying that her getting her ass smacked and getting laughed at couldn't potentially push her over the edge. Mm -hmm. What I'm mostly saying is that nobody does anything if it doesn't directly benefit themselves. Right. And this is presented as this like altruistic thing. Well, I I mean, I will say like from the sequence, like it's, it's clear that there, there is like a progression of her immediate reaction is just to say no then there's her sitting in the card, like serious, looking at the mm-hmm. card, being like, "Hmm, you know, maybe I really should." And then, and then being like, "Why the fuck am I protecting these people?" Uh, yeah. Except these are all like the most powerful men in the country, right? Well, but uh, you know, as we'll see, she has limits. Yeah. Charlie walks into somebody's office. It's Michael Adine. It's Michael Adine. We yeah. It took us a while to remember who the fuck he was yeah. and why he was important. Yes. So he is the main secretary, right? That. Tommy the Mustache used to be. Yes. He was in the promos. Tommy the Mustache was. Mm, so okay. hopefully he'll be back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so through this long convoluted it's chain. Not the, not the best mustache, but the most imposing. <laughs> through this long gossip chain. Yeah. Charty has heard. Also, we used to call him Birdie. Did we already address this? Yeah, we did. Okay, great. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Charty has heard that Eileen wants to divorce her husband and michael ledeen is like come on eileen my michael ledeen (laughs) and so like they're having this like the door is open and rather than like closing the doors or going to a different location right where perhaps there would be some noises Mm -hmm. to like cover the conversation they just like stand up and talk very quietly (laughs) and they like there is the shot like a wide shot of the secretaries i'm like can you believe, Charlotte? They think we can't hear them when they talk like that. As if we wasn't at the same bridge game. So we see the lady reporter, Helen King. And I loved the back of her dress. And then it had a ridiculous, like, nautical bow. Ugh. If you must go nautical, don't go not it That's good. I Is it? I, I feel now like I'm in an infinity mirror of puns. <laughs> anyway good luck recapping the rest of the episode as my brain is broken (laughs) i'll do what i can yeah so helen king uh, gets on a boat with mike it's exactly like those boats that they uh had that fight in in indiana jones and the last crusade anyway i mean that all checks out timeline wise yeah 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 timeline wise yeah (laughs) yeah so they go into phil's stateroom i started calling him phil because it's shorter to type and also i feel if I f- it feels disrespectful which is what i was going for okay it does make me think of punxatani phil <laughs> well all right so great yeah let's see if we're gonna have six more weeks of infidelity <laughs> she sets up her recording equipment while phil is kind of like hovering over her with a smug grin you know what this was inspired by? I would almost guarantee you. And I haven't looked at any of the, uh-huh. you know, the press that's been put out about it. Mm-hmm. This was, I bet you, 100% inspired by the way Donald Trump hovered behind Hillary at that debate. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So she asks, she starts asking like legitimate journalistic questions. She asks about Suez and he says that, you know, he can't comment on it, but that he's sure Britain will be fine. And she's like, oh, really? Because I think Britain was publicly humiliated. And then she says that he's got progressive views. He's surprised by this. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, suggests that it comes from his family history in Greece where they got, you know, run out of Greece. So, like, Phil's getting a little antsy. He goes up to pour a drink, uh, which brings him face to face with a 
picture of Liz. It's very hard to cheat on your wife when her official portrait is right there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Helen King keeps on going, asks if all that trauma led to his mother's illness. Uh, she apparently and he had says, a, what illness? Yeah. Just like uh, that breakdown she had where she went to an asylum. And he's like, shut up. No, she didn't. <laughs> from uh, you, okay? I learned from watching you. Yeah. And he's got some little flashbacks. His haircut as a kid was terrible. Yeah, it was really no bad. No wonder he's such a dick. That's the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> And then once his mother was institutionalized, his father then abandoned the family. And he's like, no, he didn't. And she's like, so you did talk to your father in the last six years of his life? And he's like, of course, you're out of order. (laughs) And so he's like, all right, we need to stop. We need to move on. And she's like, "Okay, can I ask you about your education? And he says, sir. And we were taken aback. Yes. We were expecting some infidelity. Yeah. Not this (laughs) this right she then goes on to ask about his uh nazi sisters i couldn't believe she went there (laughs) yeah she degrassied the shit (laughs) she really did and he says that that's ridiculous that he was there for less in germany for less than a year and his record in the war speaks for itself but it doesn't change the fact that his sisters were Nazis. (laughs) right and she just keeps like harping on it that um you know he's a very interesting story he says that he's just a normal man with a strange life, but from the inside, it's no different than anyone else. But she says nothing about his life is normal and keeps going over all the Nazi sisters and the crazy mothers and the, you know, royal family and whatnot. And so finally, Phil just storms out and tells Mike to never let his vanity get the best of him again. And I like this line that Helen King had, which was in the trailer. Mm. But like, I thought it was like her trying to come on to him mm-hmm. in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think that the people have a right to know about their leaders, especially when they're leaders who can't be thrown out with a fair and balanced election mm-hmm. or something. Free and fair. Free and fair. Yeah. I'm like, I think fair and balanced is like Fox News, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Anyway, and he is obviously not interested in her thoughts on populism. No. So that was a great scene. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. delighted by that. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't give a shit about Philip at right. all yeah maybe that's how they got this made they were like well we're going to address philip's possible rumored infidelity <laughs> but mainly we're going to talk about his weird childhood <laughs> <Split>. Capital <line. laughs> do you feel like at this point in his life because he's super old mm-hmm. philip is right do you think he runs around going i'm a boat captain <laughs> I like to think that he does. Yeah. Uh, there's a storm out at sea. Everything's falling over and Phil's sweet. He finds some childhood pictures, looks at them. Boo. Yeah. Eileen gets a call. Mm-hmm. She picks up and says, come on, <laughs> Eileen. <laughs> and the waitress has met up with her in person mm-hmm. again and is telling Eileen that she, quote unquote, met Mike a few times. Yes. And that he didn't mention a wife or children. Yes. And then... They go to the lawyer, Mm -hmm. and the waitress is telling him the evidence, Mm -hmm. and he says she'll have to give the evidence in court, and she's like, but I would lose my job. Yeah. And then, Eileen, you're not helping the sisterhood out here, (laughs) Eileen, because she's like, why did you even come here to put color into my nightmares? And I'm like, bitch, you married a bad guy. Yeah. Like, I understand that your situation is shitty, but Mm -hmm. don't take it out on this chick who's trying to help you. Yeah. And the waitress apologizes and leaves. And the lawyer's like, I told you. Excuse me. I need to go update the gossip network. We've got a bit of a phone chain like the children have for snow days. We get so catty. 
Charty tells Adine about that meeting. I am so happy that we're calling him Charty. I don't know why. Well, I'm glad. Maybe because it rhymes with farty. <laughs> I think that's a factor. <laughs> Uh, Nadine says that they need to stop this from going any further because, and he does say, it could jeopardize the entire monarchy. I don't mean to sound pedantic, (laughs) but haven't royals been cheating on each other the entire time? (laughs) Like... you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's f- what you just talked about on the fashion backwards. Amy repeats history episode about George the Fourth. Right. I'm yeah. Sorry, you can make that happen. Yeah. And even like a tamer example, of course, is George the Seventh. No, I'm mixing up my Georges. There's only been six Georges. Who's Edward the Seventh? Yes. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward yeah. George. It's all the same. <laughs> uh, but him and Queen Alexandria, like yeah. you know, like. Yeah. You find a way to make it work. Yeah. I just feel like the royal family and their entire staff are always at cross purposes Mm -hmm. because it's like, who cares what they, like, who cares what either party wants? Yeah. You know, I don't understand. Whatever. Yeah. The royal industrial complex is a complete mystery to me. (laughs) It's pretty, yeah. It's tough to figure. Philip is back on the boat and thrilled to get back on with the tour. There's going to be nine weeks with no reporters and then Mike. Yeah. I yeah, hate Mike. I know. His glowing suggestion is a beard growing competition and everybody is so psyched. I know. I was like, he was like, I've got a fu- kind of crazy idea. And I was like, oh, what bullshit is this going to be? And he's like, a beard growing contest. And I'm like, what? Who can't stop it? Stop there, being so British. He won't. Yeah. He's Australian. Yeah. He doesn't sound Australian. No, he doesn't. None of the Australian people they've had on have sounded Australian. Yeah, that's true. Helen King is based in Australia. I don't know that she actually was born there, though. Right. Yeah. So we see Phil staring at pictures of his parents. Don't do that. Yeah, well, it's been act- this, this subplot's been activated and there's no Boo. going back. And Mike comes in and says that Phil has been requested to make a Christmas speech to compliment Liz's with as many references as possible to marital fidelity. <laughs> That's not on the nose. <laughs> no. Like, it's just, to all the subjects of the Commonwealth, <sighs> I'm not cheating on my wife. Happy Christmas. <laughs> oh, and a pleasant new year. <laughs> Don't cheat on your wife. <laughs> So, Adine is explaining the logistics to Liz. Now, it's unclear that Liz has been told about any of these rumors. Right. Like, I mean, I do, she yeah, has I don't, her own private suspicions. Right. But in I don't. In terms of the ghost ballerina. Yeah, but I don't think she's on the phone tree with that solicitor. She's absolutely so, not. Yeah. Well, you know, they'd blow their cover. Yeah. So, Philip is going to speak from Antarctica, and Liz mm-hmm. is like, why? But so what he explained, he's like, oh, you know, they haven't been seen together in public. It would be good for the public to hear you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially remember that you're married and this is very similar to stuff that happens in the royal we like oh, yeah. they're constantly like plotting public appearances mm. and they're like oh like it's been too long since mm-hmm. they've seen the two of you together and you know again i have the same issue with their staff as i do i'm just like i don't understand yeah like who's in charge here yeah i mean that's how i feel about the whole british government yeah. <laughs> i'm like who's why yeah yeah <laughs> at any rate we're never going to figure this out. No. Adine starts to leave, and then Liz asks what the longest time that he's ever been separated from his wife, Lady Adine, and he mm-hmm. says it was three weeks. She asks if they like it or if they suffer from it, and he says that they suffer from it, and mm-hmm. they don't enjoy it. And she's yeah. like, I don't know what I feel. <laughs> yeah. She really is like, I don't know what answer I was looking for, even. No, it's, and you know, Claire Foy's micro expressions are fantastic. Yeah. There's like three shots in every episode where it's just like, okay, 
Claire Foy, do things with your face for about five seconds. Righto. Yeah. She just nails it. We see Beardy Phil <laughs> looking out over the ocean. <laughs> no! No, I want him to keep the beard even though it's terrible. Just so we can keep calling him that. <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, so the most code, there's a distress call from a stranded fisherman. So they go pick him up. They're the closest ship. They don't know who he is or where he's from. And I'd like to say I don't care unless it's Luis Guzman, which, <laughs> surprise, it was not it Luis was, Guzman. It was not, no. So I was pretty mentally checked out for this entire part. Yeah, and Philip like, well, it doesn't matter what his name is. He was a captain, and that's what matters. Like, Okay, the way that I feel about this subplot is the way that I feel on certain plots in Call the Midwife uh-huh. where I'm like, you're clearly just emotionally manipulating me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here, you're not even bothering to emotionally manipulate me with somebody that anybody cares. <laughs> like, yeah. who, are, who are the people who give a fuck about him? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I don't Even know. in the UK, nobody's ever liked him. Yeah, that's true. Nobody's ever liked him. Nobody's ever liked Charles. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. <sighs> Take that, Beardy Phil. They used to hate Fergie, but then she became... The spokeswoman for Weight Watchers. And oh, we well. all changed our minds. Okay. Well, she was hanging out with Oprah a lot. That's okay. a lot for a person. No, I mean, that, yeah, that, that's going to help anybody's Not Lindsay rating. Lohan. Well, yeah. Oprah tried. Yeah. Okay. You can't say she didn't give it a shot. <laughs> so some guy who is the, the flag officer aboard the ship, the ranking officer, says that uh, they can't, they're on a schedule. They can't go back to turn, drop this guy where off from where he came from. So they'll just drop him off wherever they happen to be next. And Phil's angry is like, you know, so yeah, a different country with where he doesn't know anybody or speak the language or have any way of getting home. And the officer's like, ah, uh, yeah. And so. And listen, I'm on board with this plan. I just hate Beardy Phil. Yeah. I hate Phil in all his incarnations. And so Phil is like, well, as Admiral of the fleet, I order you. And the guy's like, well, I'm, there's only one person commanding this ship. You may remember from your Navy training, buddy. And but Philip's that's like, Beardy to you. <laughs> and Beardy Phil is like, this is the royal yacht. I'm royal. Fuck you. And I also fully support him pulling rank as a royal. I yeah. just hate him. Yeah. No, that's that's and all his empty promises. <laughs> so Mike. Yep. I hope he dies. <laughs> but they gotta fire him, right? If he if this divorce moves forward, I mean, I would here's think. hoping. At any rate, he's writing, it says writes home, well, right, but he's but really writing to the Thursday Lunch Club. I mean, that's what he considers his home. Ugh, yeah, about know. this guy that they saved, and you know, it's all very, you know, noble savages and white man's burdens mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And he talks about how beautiful all the women are, and what we saw in New Guinea was the women on the island trying to get Mike and Philip to dance with them, yeah. and Philip's like, oh no, I couldn't possibly yeah and now he's joining them because yeah. i guess with a beard his animal is unleashed. <laughs> well there's no reporters or photographers this time oh, which there might have been right. before yeah okay. so anyway so the fat guy sets the envelope down mm. i find this also to be extremely unlikely i do as well i feel that this entire thursday lunch club is it exists specifically to like have all these secret things that right. these guys can't do under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. Fatty is not going to be leaving his letters lying around. I would Particularly agree. Particularly not as they concern the personal life of the Duke of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't, and it's addressed to him. Yeah. Like it's got yeah. his name on it. Yeah. He's not going to, ri- anyway. Yeah. Who knows? I Maybe mean, they're just overconfident at this point. They're overconfident. And it's like, I could sort of seeing being like, 
that the waitress could be pr- like pretty smooth about it and mm-hmm. just like oh, or like be flirting with him or like doing something yeah and then it's just like oh i must have must have been thrown out with the other garbage from although the table again or this show is very greek in that i feel like most of the sex and violence happens off stage yeah that's true that's so, true i mean we don't see her actually taking it yeah but we do see her giving it to eileen right right that's true so we see her giving it to Eileen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought they were outside of the club. And right. I was like, don't do it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're somewhere else. Right, And, right. you know, she tells Eileen, it's not a royal tour. It's a five-month stag night. Whores in every port. And I'm yeah. like, that's not exactly what that letter says. No, but, not exactly. But... but I guess it was the 50s and everybody was speaking in code. <laughs> yeah. And so she leaves and Eileen thanks her, but she's disappeared. <laughs> she's also a ghost. She's actually, you can see her walking <laughs> She says, come on, Eileen, I'm not going to stick around. Lose my job. So we see a snowy castle, some corgis running around. Liz says, well, where there's corgis, there will be Liz. <laughs> that's right. She shows up wishing people this happy Christmas. This is our Christmas. first corgis of the new season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And then in the, back on the, you know, HMS beard. <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> yes. Sailors are setting up a tree and they're cooking and then in the castle some toffs are mingling around. Mike asks Beardy Phil if he has written the Christmas speech and he's like, no. The Christmas speech very much sounds like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, he hasn't decided what he wants to say, but he, you know, he doesn't want to say what they want him to say, man. <sighs> Has The Catcher in the Rye been published yet? Because I think, and I rarely say this, <laughs> he could really benefit from reading it. <laughs> God, what yeah. a petulant ass munch. Mm-hmm. So all the royals gather to listen to Philip's speech mm-hmm. and, you know, discuss that he's in Antarctica and have a surprising amount of difficulty <laughs> deciding if that's north or south. Yeah. And I'm like, this may be why the monarchy's constantly <laughs> in peril. Right. Like, everywhere else he's been has been in the south. Yeah. Like, he went from Australia to the North Pole. Like, what... <laughs> As one does. <laughs> so his speech begins, and he talks about how he's, you know, coming in remote, and he's 10,000 miles away from London, mm-hmm. and it's really given him a chance to think about his life, and he's seen all these various tribes and cultures, and... Comparing their societies to ours, or their experiences, or something. And I fail to see how this has any solid message about fidelity, yeah. or why Liz seems to be interpreting it as anything other than like an existential cry for help because he doesn't say anything about her yeah and you know like i guess i guess if she could see the beard she'd realize the subtext so margaret wants to know if it's really philip because (laughs) she thinks it's an impersonator because he sounds different yeah and i will say because i rarely feel like matt smith's facial expressions make any sense (laughs) yeah but i think he does a great job with delivery on this yeah i think that's fair and he's talking about how it's a solitary life on the the ship and the Mm -hmm. men are all together but they're all alone the unspoken thing being that you know no man's life is complete without his good woman right but instead he's just like there's like a five second pause for dead air in this radio speech i'm like what Liz is prepping her All own All over speech. the Commonwealth, people are like, is it over? Can we eat now? I wonder the him talk. <laughs> they never let the Queen Mum talk. I heard she's a drunk. That would have been ripping. This speech is just like the Sopranos finale. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> so Liz is prepping her speech and the Queen Mum comes in and says that they're ready for her and... I guess Liz is still she's she's making some last minute edits yeah. because she's been so moved by <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. 
Edine says that they're ready, and she uh, sits, bids all the crew a happy Christmas. And so uh, she says that, you know, modern science is sending messages all over the world, but nothing has given her greater pleasure than hearing from Beardy Phil. (laughs) My husband. Yeah. Beardy Phil. (laughs) Uh, And so she sends the best wishes of her and all her family and tells him that he should always remember that he has a large, united family waiting for him and always will. Also, they're not united. Right. Literally everybody but Liz talks shit about him. Right. Whereas I think we were both feeling like that sounds like a threat. Again. It's like... Well, because then yeah. he goes and he gets that card out, which mm-hmm. says, always remember that you have a family. I'm like, yeah. is this supposed to be touching? Yeah. Also, Philip, <laughs> please text back. <laughs> this is your wife, Liz, a.k.a. the queen, <laughs> a.k.a. HRH, a.k.a. mum. The, the one on your money. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- yeah, I can't say that. Can't say I love you. Not on the radio or in real life. Remember how I didn't say goodbye to her? Feeling a bit sore about that. <laughs> well, I've already gone on too long. Oh, if only that telephone had worked. <laughs> oh, and to the rest of my subjects, uh, happy Christmas or whatever. Uh, don't cheat on your wives. <laughs> Girls, take what you can get where you can get it. <laughs> so we see again Beardy Phil, Beardy Phil staring at the ocean. And Mike comes up and asks if he's all right. And he says that the speech was unexpectedly touching. This also I liked. Yeah. On Matt Smith's part. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't how I interpret. I did not think No, that because that his was- facial expressions didn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, why are you angry? <laughs> right. But he says he even feels... Why didn't she understand that it was a cry for him? <laughs> <laughs> and he says he even feels a little homesick. And Mike is like, uh, this is not what I bargained for. And so he just like gives him this really awkward like pat on the shoulder and then leaves. He's like... You know who Mike keeps reminding me of is Seth MacFarlane. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. it's just like, it's it's partially a look thing and also right. sort of like, <laughs> you know, I'm a guy's guy. Yeah. Even yeah. though Seth MacFarlane is obviously a theater nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah. So that was episode two. Yeah. I feel, I'm surprised, I feel more invested than I did when we finished watching the episode. Yeah. To be honest. Interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we don't like Philip but it's not... It's not our, you know, we don't dictate what they cover. Right. And right. Liz likes him for some reason. <laughs> it's just so, it's so like your friend's boyfriend that you like can't say anything about. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, and like you get too excited when they're having trouble. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. 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 Well, you know, if it's run its course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're staying together. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the inequities of human relationships. Yeah, because you, you turn into opposite of that lawyer. You're like, uh, you know, best the grass is usually greener, it I turns out. always say that. <laughs> yeah. And they never listen. I know. They never listen. No, they don't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in, also, if you're our friends and you're listening to this, we're definitely not talking about you. Right. In conclusion, all of you should break up. <laughs> Dump him. Until next time. Up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out. <laughs>